0: It's the Adam Crowley show. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my ball on ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Flyers Penguins game 1 looked like the unstoppable force versus the highly movable object. Surely that means Dave Hackstall will make some changes for game 2, right? Wrong. Same lineup. Same lines, same defense pair, same goalie. That is a bold strategy, and Let's see how it plays out. Brian Elliott gave up five goals on 19 Penguin shots on Wednesday. The statistics were telling, but so was the eye test. Elliott simply didn't have it in Game 1. Neither did anybody else in an orange uniform. Their plus-minus portion of the stat sheet looked like the leaderboard of the U.S. Open in Oakmont. Claude Drew was a minus-four. Philly's best deep pair, Provorov, and Goss' pair, where combined minus six. I just spit everywhere. Haxtell, though, will keep the lineup the same as in game one. What say the Penguins? Well, Penguins will look to improve off a 7-0 win. And the Flyers, meanwhile, say they're just going to have to play better. The Flyers could use the same lineup and try to deploy different matchups. If I were Haxtell, that's what I'd do same lines means you don't instill panic but you can deploy different lines against the Penguins lines I try to get Giroux's line against Sherry Broussard Kessel Broussard's a good two-way player but neither Sherry or Kessel would ever be accused of being a Selkie candidate If the Flyers don't get Giroux going they're doomed they're F they're screwed they're kaput it's bupkis they're done they may be doomed anyhow one thing is for certain. Doing nothing different would mean certain elimination. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Coming up in 16 minutes, can hear from Josh Yowie of The Athletic. All his thoughts on Penguins-Flyers game number two. The Penguins remind me a little bit of the late 2000s. Detroit Red Wings. The 07, the 08, the 09, 2010 Red Wings where whatever you did to get in their face, they just out-talent and out-class you. they just outplay you. They'd out-hustle you. They knew what it took to win in the playoffs. These Penguins have all the same gusto. They got a net front presence. Patrick Hornquist, who I think will remind a lot of people of Holmstrom. Uh, I think that the Penguins have the star power that that team had, uh, and then some. Henrik Zetterberg, of course, was a great player, but Evgeny Malkin's better. Pavel Datsuk is a great player, but who's better? Sidney Crosby. I think that the comparison is there based on maturity. And The Penguins certainly have that in spades. A couple of years ago, they didn't. Now, I expect them to win every time they take the ice. I expect them to win every single series. Both those things aren't going to always happen. But with this unit, I have faith, much like I'm sure people had a faith in those late 2000s Red Wings teams. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Claude Drew says that was as embarrassing a performance as he's seen in the playoffs in his entire career. And yeah, I would imagine that that's the case. You want to know why? Because it was embarrassing. They stunk. They were terrible. They were awful, but I don't think that they did it because they were all those things. I think they were terrible and awful and stunk because the Penguins are just that damn good. I think they were overwhelmed. I think they were outmatched. I think they dominated because not Philly stinking, but because they're that good. How about that? We got Brian at the Carson City Saloon for the Bud Light Happy Hour as I'm here at Buford's Kitchen. Brian, has anything in the history of ever matched the technology that we are utilizing right now?
2: It's a new frontier we're in right now, Adam. There's no telling where it could go from here, but we're on the, we're on the cutting edge of everything that is technological. This is huge. We're doing simultaneous remotes across city. Penn's playoff day. Mm. It's good stuff, man. How's the crowd over there?
1: Dude, it is popping. How about over there?
2: It is hopping over here, too, man. I'm telling you what, like, I, there are, yeah, it's it's popping. Let me just leave it at that. And right now, they've got us in the middle of what, I, I can't really determine what it is exactly, but it's either a baby shower, either a bridal shower, or a sorority event. I'm hoping for the latter. Holy um, hell. But I'm, I'm in the middle of, uh, it's hard to concentrate right now, Al. Huh?
1: Yeah, you were saying that you wanted to get the butt cheeks, and I couldn't I give you the butt cheeks. Now no, apparently you have the butt cheeks and the vape. My I, God, you're basically the Washington—or pardon me—you're basically the Nashville Predators. Uh, you got Philip Forsberg, and the only thing going the other way is Martin Erat. I get nothing in this exchange.
2: Yep, no, you don't. If I could go another way too, I'm right now. I am the New York Yankees of ass. I've got lots of ass around me.
1: Well, I don't need it because I'm married, but good for you, my friend. Thank you, man. I mean, uh, yeah,
2: but I will give my vape to you, so you will get that. I'm sorry you're without it. That's, uh, that's a problem. But but for real, man, this crowd is pretty jacked up. Like, for the first time, first game was something, but right now, like, there's, like, there's excitement, man. People are feeling this stuff. It's good. I think the question was, can the Penguins flip the switch?
1: And then when they did, I think people started buying into this team again.
2: The fans definitely flipped the switch. People are psyched. There's not a person in this place right now without some kind of pens gear on.
1: Dude, the whole town's wrapped up in it. And they have been the last couple of years. Hell, they've been up in it before that. This is a great hockey town. It's a fabulous Penguins town. But now they've won it back-to-back years. I think the worry was that they were not going to be able to do it again this year. And I think after game one, winning 7 nothing, beating the Flyers the way that they did, I think that now people believe that this can happen again for the third year in a row, and I'm willing to agree with them. I think that they've got a bunch of playoff performers who might have pedestrian regular seasons, and then they're able to flip that proverbial switch.
2: And the fans flipped the switch, too, man. For real. It, it's, it's funny. You always think about the, the thing like, oh, they won two cups. They couldn't win a third. Well, if they won two cups, then they most definitely can win a third. So you should be jacked from the beginning for the whole damn thing. Because they clearly have, you know, a track record of winning the cup. So the third one being the hard cup, come on, man. I'm starting to feel like this is the easy cup to win.
1: My skin is peeling off my face because I need nicotine.
2: That.
0: He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they
2: say can't be done? Breaker Breaker 1-9 got a 20 on a pigeon plucker spinning bombs with a meat wagon in tow thanks to a greasy situation on Babcock near the Pickle Park. Hammer's back and drop the tack, else you'll be losing a stack. You see a Miss Piggy, Mama Bear, Baby Bear, Bear in the Air, or Bear in the Bushes. You give us a holler we'll save you the freight. 412-922-2874. Remember, keep your shiny side up. And keep those skins on the ground. Over and out, 10-4, good buddy.
0: He's and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got, got all a long way, go. way to go. In a, a short time to get there. there. Eastbound and watch old man that runs. Bum, 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 bum. We didn't hear Tom, back there. That's the Tom on the
3: walker.
1: Big one, of course, for the Penguins tonight because they can get up 2-0 in their series. And if they do, let's just be honest here, it's all over for them Philadelphia Flyers. Big one for the Buccos tonight, too. But before we get to that, Javier Baez homered four times in the last two games against the Pirates. He popped up in the seventh not chucked his bat into the air. And Clint Hurdle had this to say, quote, where's the respect for the game? The guy hits four homers in two days, so that means you can take your bat and throw it 15, 20 feet in the air when you pop up like you should have hit your fifth home run. I would bet that men over there talk to him because I do believe they have a group that speaks truth to power. End quote. If that's a pirate, Hurdle's lauding him for caring so much. This is such a non-story joke. And the fact that Clint Hurdle's going to bitch like that is ridiculous. The Pirates, every time they get to second base, drive the bus. A couple of years ago, they did the damn Zoltan thing. They've always got something cutesy they're doing over at second base. F them, F that, screw that. Hurdle's just selectively picking what he wants to and wants to not be mad at. And because it's a Cub, he hates it. It's a tale as old as time. Also, respect for the game. If that's a pirate, come on. But the game doesn't have any feelings. Neither sticks nor stones can do anything to hurt the game. It ain't hate speech. It ain't disrespectful. It's frustration. It's ball. It's life. Calm the F down. Emotion's good for sports. I once had an umpire yell at me when I was jogging out to center field after hitting a triple in the bottom half of the inning because he said I was being disrespectful to the game. Bro, I was running for days. I was tired. The game doesn't care. My lungs do care. Eat a bag of dongs. Gregory Polanco's got an OPS of 1099. That's pretty stankin' good. He's got five home runs on the season. That's a lot. He's one of the top players in the National Baseball League at hitting home runs and at driving in runs. Is he breaking out? Nobody knows. I don't know. You don't know. But enjoy it now. I'd be weary about saying that he is breaking out because it is such a small sample size. They're 9-3 and right now, but three different times last year they went 8-2. It just didn't happen at the beginning of the year. They might be good. They might not be good. Enjoy it while you can, but don't pretend to know like you know that they're better than you think they are. Don't pretend to know that they're a great baseball team. We don't know that. Enjoy it. Soak it in. It's beautiful today. Watch some ball. Watch some puck. Rip some shots. Have a couple beers. Don't drive. Enjoy yourself. Don't take it too far. Don't dive right into the deep end. This team might be good. They might not be. Enjoy it while they're okay. Coming up next, Josh Yoey of the Athletic to break down Penguins and Flyers game number two. What can the Flyers do to start to change this series in their favor? I don't think that there's much that they can do. We'll discuss it with Josh coming up next right here on the Crowley Show. I am live at Buford's Kitchen on the south side. Well, really not the south side. Right across the street from PBG Paint Arena. Brian, however, is on the south side. He is at Carson City Saloon for the Bud Light Happy Hour. Bud Light on special in both locales. How badass is that? We are the biggest radio show in town so much so that somebody just walked up to me and said, Oh, where's Mark Madden? Are you Mark Madden? Uh, No, Mark is three times my size and also has 15 times the ratings. Josh Yowie of The Athletic, though, joins us now on the program. And Josh, thanks so much for joining us today. Hello.
3: Well, I also wanted to mention that Mark is considerably more handsome than you, but I think that goes without saying.
1: Oh, I don't think there's a question about that. And he's wealthier and he doesn't have to deal with the people that I'm dealing with right now. Uh, on this broadcast. So things are good in the world of Mark. Things are well, they're okay with me. Uh, not so great with the Flyers right now, and they're not changing anything from a lineup perspective, Josh. That doesn't necessarily mean they're not going to change things in terms of matchups or at least try to on road ice, but what should they do as compared to what they are doing?
3: Well, <laughs> the goaltending situation is difficult for them. Um, I would probably go with Morazic, but I-, I don't think there's an easy answer there because, frankly, I don't think either guy's that good. And-, and we kind of knew that going into the series. But Elliott has been hurt, and he just doesn't look healthy to me. I didn't like the way he was moving. He just, you know, he, he did not look fluid in the net at all. So I'd probably consider a goaltending change. But uh, otherwise, you know, stylistically, the Flyers are in a bind because it's very simple to say, well. You can't get into a track meet with the Penguins, so they should slow things down. But that's not how they play. They play just like the Penguins, really. They're all about speed and skill. It's just that the Penguins do it a little better. So that's an issue for the Flyers. I'm sure they will try some different things tactically tonight, but I don't really know if they can just change their identity and change who they are. That could be a disaster for them. And the one thing I will say, um, what's given them some success over the years against the Penguins is having Couturier and Giroux at center to match up against Crosby and Malkin. They're on the same line now, so they can't do that. And I think you saw that a little bit in Game 1. I think it's a big issue for them.
1: Well, I'm wondering if they eventually get desperate and try that. I know Giroux had maybe his best season ever playing left wing on that Couturier line, but mm-hmm. if they get behind 2 nothing in the series, or I guess maybe this is more of a desperation move when you lose your first game at home, do you perhaps consider going to that, Josh? Uh,
3: I think eventually they may. I don't know that you necessarily do that in Game Two, um, they, even though it was seven nothing and it was you know such of a blowout in Game One. I don't know that losing Game One on the road necessarily means it's panic time for the Flyers.
2: No. Um,
3: and while they did lose seven nothing and they did look bad, I actually thought the first period was relatively even in that game. You know, they have a tap in for a goal. He doesn't fan on the shot. It's one one. I'm not saying Philly would have won the game. I don't think that. But They'd have lost they lost seven to- one, Josh. Maybe. I'm but kidding, who knows? yes. Yes, who I, knows? But uh, if I'm coaching the Flyers, I, I don't know that I want to make a million changes that signal all the panic. I think I might want to give that, chance, that team one more chance. If they fall down 2-0, I mean, then it's time to make changes. And let's be honest, Adam, if they fall down 2-0, uh, the series is over. Yeah. Okay, the Penguins have no qualms winning in Philadelphia. They usually play pretty well there. Uh, I, I think they're good for a split there, no matter what happens tonight, probably. But if Philly loses tonight, of course, they're in a world of trouble. Oh.
1: Spoiler alert. Series is already over, Josh. I just maybe (laughs) I really think it is. I thought it was going to be a quick series that would be played tightly coming in. And the first game obviously not tight. It'll tighten up tonight. I actually don't have any doubt about that. But I just didn't see where Philly had the advantage. Uh, not on defense, not uh, in terms of forwards. Giroux had a a great year, but was his year better than Malkin? I don't know. He had more points, but he played four more games. So I didn't really see Philadelphia's advantage. I know there were two points behind Pittsburgh, but the Penguins uh, didn't have 14 loser points quite like the Flyers did. So now Uh I wonder, and Josh Owe from The Athletic joins us here on the Crowley Show. I wonder if the matchup that they try to get tonight, and again, it is tough on the road, is the Giroux-Couturier line against the Broussard line. Now, Broussard's a good defensive player, but no one would confuse Connor Sherry or, of course, Phil Kessel for Selkie candidates. I think that's an opportunity to uh, get the Giroux line in the plus, and I think his line, he in particular, needs to be a guy who is on the plus side or else they're just not really going to have a chance in this
3: series. Uh, No, that's an interesting thought. And, you know, it's hard, though, when you're playing on the road and you don't get the last change. I assure you, Mike Sullivan does not want that matchup. And that's one of the unique things with the Penguins lineup right now. When you think of a third line, you think of a, you know, a two-way good defensive physical line. That line is anything but. Um, Kessel <laughs> and Cherry, as you said, are not good defensively at all. It puts a ton of pressure on Derek Broussard to take care of business in his own zone. That line really wasn't that great for the Penguins, if I can be picky for a second. Uh, Agreed. The other night I thought, I thought Kessel and Cherry were both a little off, actually, in game one. Um, yeah, if you're Philly, absolutely you want your big guns out there against that line. And if you're the Penguins, you want Crosby's line out there against that. And then that's always Sullivan's philosophy. I have Sidney Crosby, so I'm going to put him against your best players, and he's still going to get the best of you because he's Sidney Crosby, and then Malkin gets to work against your second-best players and so on and so forth. So that's what the Penguins want. Uh, In Philadelphia, you'll see that. And I wonder will Mike Sullivan use that line in Philadelphia. I don't know. I mean, maybe he won't change things up if his team's up 2-0, but he'll get a little creative to keep those guys uh, away from the defensive zone if he can.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Josh Joey from The Athletic joining me here on the Crowley Show. Again, a nitpick because – Yesterday I just talked for three hours about how good the Penguins were. So let's nitpick a little bit <laughs> here. The
3: number one power play unit, not great. No, no, it was completely out of sorts. And when you look at the power play, it still was you know one for four or whatever because the second unit scored that real pretty goal with Bershard setting up Gensel. But no, I thought the top power play was horrible. Um, and if that's if I'm Philadelphia, that actually scares me a little bit because <laughs> those guys have been so good all year. Uh, they don't have two bad games in a row very often. They just couldn't get anything going. So you have to think they'll be better. And, in fact, yesterday, and, and what was a pretty quick practice yesterday up in Cranberry, um, that's, that was the focus, uh, special teams. Uh, Sullivan was not real thrilled with how the power play looked. So I suspect they'll be better. But the Penguins do need to be careful. Um, late in the regular season, just keep this in mind, they gave up a lot of good shorthanded looks to the opposition. And the Flyers have some guys who can really hurt you while killing penalties. Drew and Couturier will both kill penalties. So just something to keep an eye on. The Penguins had better sharpen up a little bit in that area. Last thing you want to do is give up a shorthand and go in a playoff game. You know how that goes.
0: we going
2: to do what they say can be done. Breaker Breaker 1 9, keep your eyes peeled because we got a polka and a Top hat, shining brights and giving bear bites on Green Tree near the lot lizard in front of the ghetto mark. Pull back the flap and slow your boogie or you'll be spreading them greenbacks. It is the Smoker Report. You see a Miss Piggy, Mama Bear, Papa Bear, Bear in the bushes, or Bear in the air, you give us a holler and we'll get you home without that extra freight. 412 922 2874. Remember, keep that shiny side up and skins on the ground.
1: Josh, we should not be surprised, I don't think at all, by the way Matt Murray played on Wednesday. It's incredible, I think, that, yeah, the guy's got pedigree, he's big, He is positionally sound, he was a great prospect, and now he's a great goaltender. But I think we shouldn't take for granted the mindset for a guy that age to come in as a rookie and win two cups, and then to come back in his first playoff game and say, yeah, you're not putting one behind me.
3: Oh, well, by the way, I don't know if you told your listeners, but I couldn't hear you for the last minute or so, and all I could hear was a commercial with a man with a real country, Twang, and it completely threw me off. Uh, not, not, a, not a commercial at all,
1: Josh. Uh, in fact, that is a smoky report where if there are cops on the streets <laughs> anywhere that a listener sees, they'll call us or text us or tweet us and tell us that there's a cop out there, and we let people know where they are.
3: I'm utterly rattled, but I like it. Anyway, um, Murray, Murray never gets rattled, though. How about that? No, how about that for a segue? Um, Matt Murray, um, for all of his physical attributes, uh, mental strength is by far what makes him who he is. It is. And he did not look particularly sharp down the stretch. We know that. He was not at his best. He's been unhealthy. It hasn't been a great season for him. And for him just to flip the switch like he did in game one and play the way he did, that tells you a lot about, I think, his character. And I think it tells you how much he prepares himself mentally for this time of year. Uh, he was completely locked in. It was a very impressive performance. And uh, I don't know that he's going to play that way every night, but that's a very encouraging time for the Packers, clearly.
1: Without a doubt. And I do think it was a great defensive performance uh, by the Penguins in terms of their standards. They weren't perfect. They gave up some chances. They gave up some looks. They gave up a breakaway. But the reality is it's not a great defensive team, but if their commitment to defense is there, Boy, are they going to be a tough
3: out. Oh, well, sure they are. And and you're right. Uh, they're not a great defensive team. They're going to give up looks. They're going to make their mistakes defensively. It's who they are. Um, it's just, you know, they're a high-risk team by nature. However, here's the statistic from game one to keep in mind. They gave up 24 shots on goal to the Flyers. They also blocked 24 shots. Ian um, Cole had none of them. How about that? <laughs> they weren't doing that during the regular season as much, and – I'm not saying they were going out of their way to not block shots, but I think they were saving themselves for the playoffs to some extent in that regard. I really believe that. And when the playoffs show up, all of a sudden they're blocking shots like crazy. And if they're going to show that kind of commitment to defense and if they can stay reasonably healthy while doing that, um, yes, beating them 4-7 to seven is going to be quite a chore.
1: Josh Yoey of The Athletic, totally rattled by the Smokey Report, joining me here on the Crowley Show. keep it together. Yeah, you you did handle yourself well, though. I mean, you're, you're Matt Murray. You're pulling <laughs> it together. You're good. It's playoff time. Josh Joey That's is right. at his peak performance without a doubt. The penalty kill, though, Josh, uh, to kind of go off of the blocking shots and how well the Penguins played defensively, they didn't give up a shot on the PK. Ooh. Yeah, how about that? I mean, that is unbelievable.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, they were great. and. And that's not a bad power play they're dealing with. Uh, you know, Drew, Voracek, Simmons, these are great power play guys. gossip there as well. Um, it's a scary power play, and those guys were terrific. Not only did they not give up a shot, but they didn't even have to block that many shots on the PK because they didn't let the Flyers get set up. Uh, I thought they were very aggressive, and they just did everything just right. Uh, they weren't too aggressive. But they dictated things against the Flyers' power play, and that's been the biggest issue, I think, for the PK over the last month. Far too passive, letting the opposition get set up in the zone. Listen, once an NHL team gets set up in the zone and has the power play running, there's a chance they're going to score. That's just the way it is. I don't care how good your PK is at that point. So I was very impressed with what they did. They set out of the penalty box relatively well. So, yeah, a lot of encouraging signs there, to say the least.
1: Last couple of things here for Josh Yoey, and maybe I'd like to devote the end of the segment here to Ole Mata, who's just a really good player. I I don't understand why he's the lightning rod that he is. I know that people perceive this Penguins defense core as one that's not great, but, man, I'll take their top four. I'll take their top four any day with the guys that they've got up there. Dumoulin's so solid. I think Latang played a really strong game, number one. Uh, Justin Schultz is Justin Schultz, but let, let, let's talk about it. Uh, Ole Mata. I mean, that guy, I thought he played so well, so well that you didn't notice him in, in the first game, and that's excellent.
3: Yeah, speaking of people who play well in the playoffs, you can mm. certainly throw Oli into that. And, and, you know, his skating has been an issue over the years, and he's never going to be a great skater. I realize that. But there has not been a more sound defensive player for the Penguins this season than Olimata. Mata. I asked Jacques Martin the other day, who's been your, you know, your most reliable defender. He said Oli Mata's name immediately. He didn't even think of anyone else. Right. Um, this guy, he keeps getting better. He's only 23 years old. And he, you know, he finally has had a little bit of a run of good health here. And he, he's been able to work out the way he wanted to. His skating is better now. And you're right. Uh, the whole top four is good, and he's a big part of it. When you look on that left side, you want just dependable, solid guys who are going to help you in the playoffs. Brian Dumoulin and Ole Mata, you're not going to do a whole lot better than that. And the fact that those guys are still in their you know, mid-20s, uh, that, that's an awfully nice thing for the Penguins moving forward. And yeah, Oli was terrific the other night, and it, you just come to expect it. I don't know that he had more than one or two bad games all season. That's just kind of who he is right now.
1: Give me a thing the Flyers can do to make this a long series, something that you think has a legitimate chance of happening.
3: Well, <laughs> they need to start scoring goals. And if that means if a power play that gets hot, that's probably what I would point to. But I don't think they're going to be able to slow the Penguins' offense down. They might not score seven every night, but they're going to score three or four goals every night. That's just the way it is. I think the Flyers have to just turn this into freewheeling hockey, get to Murray a little bit, Find a way to win a five-four game. I normally wouldn't say that for a team playing the Penguins because I don't think that's usually the way to beat them. But I think if the Flyers sit back and sacrifice even more offense, I don't think they have a chance.
1: Josh, if Provorov and Gossisbear are combined minus six, I mean, what's the answer?
3: And those are their two best defensemen, by right? Far. I mean, that, that's what the, the Flyers are just a terrible matchup for the Penguins. They just are. When your blue line's not that good and your goaltending's not that good. Forget about it. That's just that's asking for trouble. And the way the Penguins' offense is clicking right now, you know they've got three lines that are so dangerous. Um, yeah, the Flyers' best players have to play way, way better.
1: Shells after the game? Possibly. <laughs> Appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks as always.
3: All right, buddy, you got it. Coming
1: up next. It's the hottest take of the day. It is other crap, and it is the three stars of the show. You're listening to ESPN Pittsburgh. Sarah Sivian, formerly of DKPittsburghSports.com. She now works in Boston. She just tweeted out that the local radio host, we're talking about her boobs, what? And now I'm confused as to whether or not we are local or Boston's local. And if we're local, I just want to say we've talked about no boobs other than Alex's the entire show. Exactly. We haven't mentioned one set
2: yet except no. for Alex's.
1: We talked about Madden, I suppose, so I guess that qualifies. But yeah. come on uh, We're a classy program here.
2: Yep. Sophisticated.
1: It's time for the hottest take of the day.
2: It's
0: time for the hottest take of the day.
1: The hottest take of the day is that it's 85 degrees outside, (laughs) and instead of enjoying the nice weather or going back to your house to watch the Penguins or the Buccos, you should try to get free movie tickets by checking out Adam Tickets. It's back, baby. We'll give you a chance to win some free tickets. Text burger to Adam, A-T-O-M-1, for your chance to win. That's not Adam, A-D-A-M. That's Adam, A-T-O-M-1. The Adam Tickets app is a place where you can browse movie titles, buy tickets, invite friends, pre-order concessions, all from your phone, and you can skip the lines. Standard data and text message rates apply. Again, giving away a free pair of movie tickets so you can catch a new movie. Text burger to A-T-O-M-1. That's 28661 today. To enter for a chance to win. Other crap.
0: <laughs> Woo! Other crap.
1: Javier Baez homered four times in the last two games against the Pirates. He popped up in the seventh inning, and Clint Hurdle had an aneurysm. Hey, Clint, your team does the stupid drive-the-bus thing every damn time you get on second base. Woo! Other crap. OKC Thunder broadcaster said that Russell Westbrook was, quote, out of his cotton-picking mind, end quote. That's just not going to fly in 2018. Woo! Other crap. Some people are defending the guy. Look, he didn't intend it to be racist. But That doesn't mean it's not. I couldn't play "Pick a Bale of Cotton" because I like the tune. Woo! Other crap. Oy, 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 oy. Although Russell Westbrook is a ball hog. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Other crap. There's a restaurant in North Carolina serving tarantula burgers.
2: Tarantula?
1: What? what? Tarantula.
2: Tarantulas?
1: Yeah, tarantulas. What? Uh, on top of the burger. Yes. Tarantula? Pretty nasty, huh? I thought they were endangered. Perhaps I've been fed a web of lies. Woo! Other oh, crap. Johnny Manziel threw two touchdowns and ran for two more in the summer league. He's now pondering his next step. I'm guessing the choices are between Coke or booze.
0: Hey, man, that's not funny, all right? Johnny's been taking his rehab really seriously.
1: I'm not. Woo! <laughs> Other crap. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Wallace is going to get paid $585,000 if he doesn't report to training camp at less than 250 pounds. This just in, Mike Wallace going to make $585,000.
2: Woo!
0: <laughs>
1: Other crap. Longo. Lonzo Ball says he's going to have his most productive summer of his life. How much you guys think he can steal from Macy's?
2: <laughs> Woo!
1: Other crap. The Sixers are going to start the playoffs without Joel Embiid. That's funny because it's Philadelphia. <laughs> Woo! Other crap. Claude Giroux a minus four.
2: Other crap.
1: Pit basketball has not won a conference game in 411 days. It's time for the three stars of the show
0: third star tonight's third star of the show Harry Carey and Vince Communal joining us today on the program for an hour Vince Communal Vince they call you the communist your thoughts
2: (laughs) no comment
0: what's your overall thoughts on communism and also the Soviet Union are you a fan
1: Uh, no comment
0: Interesting stuff. <laughs> second star. Tonight's second star of the show, Adam Crowley. Yeah. I'm
1: incredibly intoxicated, which makes it difficult to do a radio show. Also, it just occurred to me now that probably 45 at least radio programs throughout the country have a hockey segment called the 5-Minute Major. But we'll battle on. First
0: star. And tonight's first star of the show, Brian Labartina! Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, you don't. If I could go another way, too, I'm, right now I am the New York Yankees of ass. I've got lots of ass around me. <laughs> yeah. Is
1: that holding uh, true still right now, my friend? It's getting worse. Or
2: or, or better. better. Or better. Yeah, whichever way you want to look at it. Better for my position.
1: For the love of God. What? I reached what? out to Sarah, by the way. I said, just to be clear, you're talking about Boston, right? Because we've not talked about any boobs today other than our own or Maddens. And she said, yes. New okay. city, same me. So very good.
2: Yeah, no, because I've only been thinking about them, not talking about them.
1: <laughs> Brian? What?
0: Now it's, what hard, Adam, Adam, Adam is it's hard, Adam.
2: It's hard. We are? Now nah, those guys are knobs. Wish we had gear. their
1: ratings, though. That'd
2: be nice. Yeah, their grandfather did.
1: That's true, too. Heritage.
2: Oh, yeah, we get to work it from the bottom up. 700% climbing.
1: Hey, uh, boys, who do you think's going to win tonight? We'll go around the table. What do you got, Joe? Give me a prediction. Give me a bold prediction for tonight's game. Of a score? <laughs> no, not the score. Just give me a bold prediction for <laughs> tonight's hey. game. I think uh, Phil Kessel nets his first of the series, and the Penguins go ahead two games to nil. I'm going to need a prediction and a final score, yeah. Final score, four to one. And Phil Kessel scores a goal. Yeah. I'm going to go to Tom now. Tom, what's going to happen?
0: I think Zach Assarese, a great friend of the program, is going to score a goal tonight, and the Penguins are going to win four to one.
1: What's Harry Carey think? (laughs) Well,
0: Adam, I'm not very well versed in the sport of hockey. (laughs) But I guess I'll venture a guess based on the last game. I guess Pegwood's 14-3 to 3 in a barn burner.
1: You know, that's highly unrealistic. Yes, Harry?
0: <laughs> I know. But you know what? <laughs> when you open your mouth like I do, you never know what words
3: are
1: going to fall out next. Let's go to Alex because there's what? a lot of time left in the show. Alex, okay, do you so got we need Oh, yay. Uh, Elliot lets him five, five-nothing pens. They're going to shut him out for the second time in a row? I think Get so. Get out of here with this that is, nonsense. This I, is, I think so.
2: Uh, this is why you don't let Alex talk before me. He stole my prediction. Oh,
1: like we all wouldn't like that. <laughs> all right, bury him. Bury him. Turn it down. Let's go to yeah. Brian now. Brian, who you got?
2: I think it's a double bubble night. I think they're going to shut him out two games in a row, and I think we're coming up 3 nothing. Double bubble? Like gum? Like double bubble gum. So you mean the Flyers are going to be in a sticky situation?
1: I thought Harry was going to chime in on the gum, to be honest. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Were
0: you guys talking to me? Yeah, Harry, we were talking oh about the uh, double I'm bubble. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I checked out completely. I've had a whole case of blood light. Honestly, it's a miracle I made it through the Cubs game. But, hey, speaking of gum, you ever heard of this place, Wrigley Field? I know you have. Named after Pete Wrigley, one of the biggest <laughs> gum conglomerates this side of the Mississippi. What's your favorite type of gum, Adam? I like spearmint. I like juicy fruit. I like a whole bunch of others that are just escaping me now.
1: All right, we'll go around here for this as well. I'll go Big Red. Joe? Uh it's uh it's sort of a toss up between Orbit for freshness
2: or oh. Bubblegum Max for enjoyment. Wow. Alex? Uh I'll go Trident. You're such an ass, Brian. Yeah, yeah <laughs> such an ass. I got Big
0: League two, man. Interesting choices, fellas. <laughs> I gotta say, I agree with all of them. <laughs> who let the dogs out. Who,
1: who, 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 who. Sometimes when your dog's not feeling that well and suffering and barking and asking for help, you put them out of their misery. I think Tom just did that to the show.
2: I think he did, man.
1: I think these dogs are barking early. We're and gonna that's do it. Okay.
2: We're gonna do it on Monday. Come back and do it strong, right?
1: That was a good show today. Okay, I mean Alex talked, but I think the rest of the show was good. Yeah, it was all right until then. I'll take it. See you then, Monday, four to seven. Penguins will be up three nothing. Crowley show.